All right. So today, continuing discussion on Tao Te Ching from Lao Tzu,、uh, we'll look into chapter six and possibly seven.、Uh, last time I spoke extensively about、uh, research and、um, uh, writers who recognize the link between Heraclitus and Tao Te Ching, and there are many. <coughs> Uh, I don't want to get back. I don't want to go into that too heavily. But、uh, there's an article from a woman named Elena Buti, and I don't have a link to it right now. She wrote this was something like a graduate paper while she's involved in other kind of、uh, humanitarian work. She's a interesting wanderer who's、uh, got some wisdom lessons coming up for her. A comparison between Heraclitus' Logos and Lao Tzu's Tao, and、um, <clears throat> she's talking about obviously compare the, the the commonalities or the the common philosophy, and I just want to reiterate、um, some of the main points from last week.、Uh, by way of,、uh, and I'm not going to get into it all, but. Just presenting the four areas that she、uh, focused upon regarding the linkage between Heraclitus and Lao Tzu, or the fragments of Heraclitus and Tao Te Ching.、Uh, in both authors, she she writes in both authors, I meaning she looked at the notion of the principle, <clears throat> and that's the common name she's using for logos and Tao, whereby. Um, in both Tao Te Ching and Heraclitus, and the raw material, and any any、uh, systematic metaphysics,、uh, and Mahayana Buddhism, and、um, Advaita Vedanta, not not early Buddhism but Mah- later Buddhism, and Advaita Vedanta, <clears throat> in discussion of unity, in discussion of God, in discussion of Source as opposed to manifestation. There's this notion of principle, <laughs> or、um, essential substance, or true nature.、Um, the law of one is a teaching on true nature. The true nature of the two is one. The true nature of paradox is unity.、Uh, the true nature of the many is、uh, essential identity. That's、uh, the principle, the notion of principle, <laughs> the theme of a principle, and in Heraclitus it's called logos, <clears throat> and also Catholic、uh, theology. There's a man named E. Michael Jones, very smart, very smart fellow, talking about、um, logos as reason and divine, objective ordering principle、um, that humanity. Um, needs to guide its life by、um, as the basis for、um, harmonious society and、uh, personal well-being.、Uh, while today people have abandoned that, and that's the same as the fragment from Heraclitus talking about the logos is what's in common to all, but men act act as if they have a private opinion or act as if their own private opinion is universal. And their own private opinion is all that counts, and that's um, basically um, 
you know, anti, anti-God. <laughs> it's anti-spiritual. And of course, Ra talks about the Logos as the creative principle of love light, which uh, is a focalized expression of the one infinite creator or intelligent infinity. So we've got three levels here. Um, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, or Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, or the law of free will, law of love, law of light, where, in my understanding, by way of will, um, the logoic principle whose essence is love, light, manifests light, whose nature is love. Likewise, um, in the Heraclitus teaching, um, the way of the logos is distinct from the way of man or a way of opinion, and uh, we either get with the program or we don't. And in Buddhism, it's basically the principle of karma. <clears throat> there is uh, objective causality, and it applies to all um, levels of existence, physical and body, the laws of physics in this dimension, mental, mind, uh, thought gives rise to uh, action and behavior, um, speech and behavior act comes out of our thought, and uh, so as a man thinketh, so shall he become. And the importance of guarding your thought. Because, because if you want something good, um, you've got to set the causes and conditions in place for the manifestation of the good. So Buddha's always got Tama talking about what's, um, what supports our long-term welfare and benefit um, being what's called skillful. And that's the whole teaching of Sila. And that's, you know, the way of positive polarization. And that's in accord with the law, which is logoic, which is causality, which is if you want um, something good, give something good. You get what you've given. What goes around comes around. What goes out comes back. All is one. And so you put out hatred, hatred comes back because the, the inner and the outer is one. So that's um, the law of free will. <laughs> I mean, the law of free will in applied to the law of karma. And so <clears throat> that's of Logos too. And then in Tao Te Ching, you've got the Tao, which, whose true nature is beyond naming and description, as we see in chapter one, yet it can be used and one can be in harmony with it and one can benefit tremendously by it. Uh, and then the second theme that she looks at is the contrasting opposites which constitute it. And so Logos... It proceeds, you know, the logo, logoic plan, cosmic plan, which is soul evolution, proceeds, or the law of karma, causality, proceeds by way of interaction of polarity. And so the contrasting opposites, the upward path, the downward path, that which is beneficial, that which is not, the two paths of polarity, um, that which builds, um, that which destroys that which brings benefit, that which harms, brings harm later. Uh, all those, uh, the, the principle of polarity being the manifest functioning of um, the substanding or essential true nature basic principle um, of function. You know, function proceeds by essence. It's, uh, the movement of, of essence is function. Oh, oh. And the function <clears throat> proceeds by way of interplay of polarity. Um, the third 
notion she looks at is the harmony which underlines it, underlines it, underlies it. <clears throat> uh, the um, continual change uh, of Tao, of impermanence, Anicca, uh, proceeding by way of cycles <clears throat> in which there's continual alternation of a polarity, um, that is harmony. <laughs> <clears throat> constant change as harmony, uh, cycles of um, functioning polarity, interplay, polarities interplay in cycles that never end, pantare, everything flows, that is harmony. <clears throat> and that's basically akin to um, a Mahayana Buddhist teaching that um, samsara is nirvana. <clears throat> form is emptiness, emptiness is form, right? Heart Sutra. And so the many is the one and the one appears as the many um, and the <clears throat> continual strife right uh, Heraclitus saying strife or conflict is the mother of all that continual oppositional alternation oppositional relation <clears throat> of the polarities that are intrinsic to the system of light ultimately in the raw material intelligent energy uh, proceeds by continual interplay, which is apparently conflictual or polarities, yet that's harmony. And the one is not separate from that. And enlightenment or freedom is not separate from that too. <clears throat> so there's the fox, Yakujo's fox, in the Blue Cliff Record in Chinese Chan, talking about uh, the enlightened one is not free of karma, but they're one with karma. They're not outside the system, but there's no conflict between their operation and the system. And that's a typical Taoist notion that, <clears throat> and uh, Chuang Tzu talks about the, the analogy of the butcher who cuts without dulling the blade because he finds the empty space uh, between the joints and directs the blade there. And so directing the, the blade to the to where there is no space where there is space and and no obstruction the blade never dulls that's the principle of Wu Wei no action or no forced action that goes against um, the principles of, of logos or Tao or universal flow through polarity and cycles ha 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 finally she says the depth which characterizes it and that just means this is heavy stuff and uh, <clears throat> uh, that's the introduction. <laughs> and if you're still around, congratulations. So let's look at chapter 6, and I'll send the link for anybody who'd like to read along. But what you'll see here, chapter 6, uh, from Arthur Whaley and D.C. Lau's translation, is extremely terse classical Chinese, and... Uh, Western translations to English that seem to be a bit more than the original text. Uh, I assume they have a valid uh, philological basis with the uh, study of language and words and evolution of writing um, to interpret the very, very terse stanzas, stanzas as they have, Whaley and Lao, but because it's so short, uh, chapter 6, 
uh, we can go word by word, character by character, and see how the Chinese became the English. Uh, Whaley and Lao's translation are not too different. So let me read Arthur Whaley first, and then explain it, then read Lao, then explain it and compare it to Whaley, and then look at the Chinese original. And if we can get through all of that, I'll go to uh, chapter 7. So, Da De Ching, uh, chapter 6, Arthur Whaley translation. The valley spirit never dies. It is named the mysterious female. And the doorway of the mysterious female is the base from which heaven and earth sprang. It is there within us all the while. Draw upon it as you will, it never runs dry. Akin to Chuang Tzu's butcher, who never needs to sharpen his blade because he's so in harmony with the meat that he's cutting that he can find the empty space between the joints um, and direct his blade that has form into the space that has no form and never dull the blade. Draw upon it as you will, it never runs dry. Chop, 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 it never dulls the blade because um, in that case, you know, he's finding the empty space and uh, there's no opposition. There's no opposition to his action, non-obstructed action. Uh, non non um, non conflicted activity um, free and um, non conflicted non opposed uh, action how well in practice as far as I know <laughs> and I'm not a sage I'm a little little uh, student of a sage um, um quiet mind that uh, has open heart and clear eyes um, peaceful mind equanimity where we really are centered in love wisdom akin to a daily life samadhi or normal activity samadhi peaceful abiding concentrated alert attentive present with open heart to feel what arises and to feel that which is arising in others and with discernment to identify and interpret my process and your process and to recognize upaya skillful means how it seems best to be with you <clears throat> for your benefit and mine um, in harmony with what seems best here um, Resting there and acting from that and returning to that, I'd say, is akin to um, that which never runs dry, that may be drawn upon freely, endlessly, without um, stress and exhaustion, without dulling the blade, without uh, ha hassling, without hassling self and other, without creating a hassle and a stress to self and other. Um, the mysterious female as uh, samadhi, as a spacious mind, as open heart, clear-eyed, calm abiding, um, attentive presence. That's called mindfulness. Hey, hey, mindfulness in daily life. Um, beyond just practicing it, like I'm watching, 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 
but um, the mind uh, through a lot of meditation, <laughs> through cutting a lot of um, deep mind attachments and habits, through lower triad, lower three chakras blockage clearance, through commitment to uh, love wisdom uh, with faith and trust and appreciation naturally not forced getting to that that's akin I'd say to the mysterious female the state of mind state of being uh, akin to samadhi or mindfulness or alert attentive open-hearted presence being present not by force but by uh, freedom from anything that obstructs it that which obstructs it is gone what remains is um, calm abiding attentive presence that's akin to the mysterious female which is um, the default state of great teachers as far as I can see you see guys like Weibu Sayadaw from Burma uh, you see uh, John Lee Damodaro from Thailand two great beings great 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 beings uh, John Lee Damodaro from the um, Thai forest tradition and Weibu Sayadaw from Burma most humble looking fellows very finished and um, I'd say they live in the valley of the mysterious female but you know they don't talk this way because this you know don't add a head on your head said the Mahayanists there's no need to really get poetic if you don't need to if you want to go right ahead but it also confuses people or some people make their own confusion so yet um, it is useful to consider what is this valley spirit mysterious female um, that never um, that never runs dry uh, DC Lao translation the spirit of the valley never dies this is called the mysterious female the gateway of the mysterious female is called the root of heaven and earth dimly visible it seems as if it were there yet use will never drain it so both both of these guys understand um, or put put it put the original into at the end you can draw on it use it but it never runs dry and never is ex expired or uh, never runs out it's never emptied it's always available ever available what's ever available is what is not subject to birth and death what is beyond impermanence what is beyond cycles of uh, polarity change cycles of changing or cycles of alternating polarity um, finding the harmony of finding the harmony in the act in their activity and finding um, the unifying principle and state of being uh, in which one doesn't go up and down in which one in which one has been freed of paradox and polarity within polarity within uh, the apparent polarity cycles um, which for most people um, they rise and fall upon within that realm of activity which is called the octave um, knowing oneness being at one living being not living dual living unified being six chakra six density sure the law of one not only complete and perfect enlightenment 
but akin to Atman, akin to um, Samadhi and mindfulness <laughs> and um, quiet mind, which is of non-proliferation. To me, that's um, a base, uh, a, a reservoir of power and being, which, um, which is the basis of function and activity. So, uh, is it, you know, if we put it into the raw metaphysics, it's basically the power. This is, you know, the, the Tao Te Ching is Tao Te Ching. Tao is the Logos, the way, um, the essential um, perfection and natural course, natural order of existence and its source, which is unnameable. And the is basically virtue power, the power of virtue, the virtue of true power. It's in many ways first principle law of love, I'm sorry, law of will, the law of free will. But, um, and the first manifestation of intelligent infinity is the law of free will. The law of free will is the law of free willing or or unbound will, um, unfettered will, um, uh, omnipotence, uh, all potency, all power, all will. And that is very much akin to the state of mind that um, from which activity springs, from which action uh, proceeds, the, the substance or essence um, prior to activity, prior to function. Right? So there's nature and function. Um, nature acts and manifests function. But before activity is that which allows activity, and that ultimately is um, of boundless power. And that's akin to the. So Tao the Qing. Qing means classic, classic writing. So the classic of the way and its power is the translation of Weili for the title. <clears throat> The, the Tao De Ching, Tao and the power of Tao, which is basically source and its activity. <laughs> and it's very much associated with virtue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much associated with uh, goodness. And, and, you know, in the I Ching, there's a long discussion that there's no, that that which is great must also be right. That which is right is in harmony with, with the one, not. Uh, breaking it, <laughs> not not controlling, manipulating, forcing, dominating, and uh, harming uh, that which is the only uh, that which is great must be right. The good and the true and the beautiful um, is the great. <laughs> that which is great is good and true and beautiful, and that great is great power, but it includes uh, good and true and beautiful good fourth ray, true fifth ray, beautiful sixth ray. Beauty meaning harmony. The good and the true and the harmonious, which means the the um, fully balanced and the symmetrical, the um, fully proportional, the fully harmonized. So that's what we're talking about here, drawing from that. Now, when we look at the original, <laughs> we see six stanzas of four or five characters 
The first is you, you put your mouse, your technological mouse, not the mouse in your cage, over each of the Chinese characters, top, you know, right to left, top to bottom, and you'll feel you'll see a simplistic, you know, first level translation of each character. So Gu Shen Bu Si My Chinese is terrible, sorry, sorry. It means basically easy is um, valley god or valley spirit not die. <laughs> so valley spirit not die. Then Shi Wei Xuan Pin. I know. Don't don't get upset my Chinese pronunciations. Uh, is or am spoken of black mysterious female. So, um, valley spirit never dies. It is spoken of as mysterious female. All right, what does that mean? We still don't know. Black or mysterious female is or it is a door. So now we're talking about a gateway or a door. What is this? Valley spirit, mysterious female, it's the same. It's a door. Mun. Kai man. Mang kai shin. Mun, different, that's man. Mun, door. So, this black, mysterious female, which is the valley spirit, is itself a, go a door or a gate. That door or gate is or is spoken of as heaven, earth, basis so this door is the basis this valley spirit mysterious female itself a gateway is a gateway or a door to heaven and earth it's actually a door it's actually the basis of heaven and earth it's the root of heaven and earth what is heaven and earth heaven and earth is the 10,000 things what's the 10,000 things 10,000 things is the seven dimensions seven dimensions the octave 31 planes triloka Buddhism uh, represents all that is in the material world, all creation, physical, non-physical, uh, uh, seven dimensionalities. So the base of the seven, dimen seven dimensionalities is what came first. We can call it mysterious female, we can black mysterious female, we can call it valley god, valley spirit. Uh, it's akin to that which, I mean, it's, it's you know, Ross said, um, the nature of all energy is light, which is, of course, polarized or love light and vibratory, which is why we it does something. It functions because of conflict. Heraclitus said the mother of all conflict. So <clears throat> the nature of all energy, including matter, is light with a capital L. The uh, nature of that love light um is the nature of that light is love, and so it's love light, and that's the polarity, actually. Uh, its origin, Ross said, is the action of free will upon love. <clears throat> First principle law of free will upon second principle law of love. And so that which is the gateway from which heaven and earth was established, coming out of, uh, you know, the one infinite source, um is basically the action of free will upon love. <clears throat> and so free will is the infinite power 
available for those who can access it. And love is the basic beneficence or the rightness of the greatness. The right, the greatness of infinite will, of the Logos or of the infinite creator, its greatness is inseparable from its rightness, which means it's duh. Duh is virtue greatness or power virtue. And that is the good and the true and the beautiful. Uh, so that which is of the good and the true and the beautiful is of is of rightness, is of greatness, is the basis of greatness, is <clears throat> the um, complement to infinite will, the action of free will upon love, not forthright love, but logoic or uh, source enabling love, which is the heart of the good and the true and the beautiful, which is what makes the greatness right which is what makes the greatness great. The rightness or the virtue, the duh, of power is what makes it great. <clears throat> Without duh, it isn't great. Without love, there isn't light. And so that um, interplay of uh, free will and love, who, which generates the 10,000 things, is clearly the base or the root from uh, of the octaves right the origin of light which is the basis of seven rays seven dimensions seven chakras the um, spectrum the basis of the spectrum is the one the one what the one tauda the one tauda <laughs> the one tauda is the the right the the <clears throat> the virtuous and right greatness of of source or that which uh, enables and allows <clears throat> heaven and earth. <clears throat> so heaven and earth emerges from the Dauda. And those that are in harmony with Dauda um, value <laughs> virtue. Duh. Uh, you, you can't get to the Dao without the Duh. <clears throat> you can't be in harmony with the Dao without Duh. And it isn't Duh, D U H, it's T E or the second character. <clears throat> and and uh, by the interplay of Dauda, which is very similar <laughs> to the interplay of the law of free will, the law of love, uh, whereby infinite love um, care of the one infinite creator uh, is, uh, is um, fertilized by infinite will to give rise to the 10,000 things or heaven and earth. Then it's also within us, or we may partake of it. It's, this is, we're talking about spirit complex activation. It's there within us all the time. Draw upon it as your will never runs dry. Well, the last two paragraph, the last two stanzas here are really quite different. <clears throat> so um, to the last two on the left, we have mian, mian, ruo, tun. <laughs> mian, mian means cotton or downy and soft not robert downy but um and not tom cotton Ugh. but incessant endless unceasing so the the real phrase the real translation if you want to be very tight now i again they have reason they understand chinese characters and philology and history of development of language a whole lot better than i do a thousand percent but <clears throat> uh the last two lines are simply four characters each. 
unceasing, I would say, unceasing, unceasing. It seems, uh, it seems um, to be um, kept. Unceasing, unceasing uh, appears um, uh, held, appears to be um, uh, unused. It appears to be stored. Unceasing, unceasing appears to be stored. Um, use it. Um, no, no frequency. <laughs> eh? uh, don't be diligent. Bu chin. The last two. Bu bu chin. Yeah. Down up. So use it. <laughs> no frequency. <clears throat> it probably means um, use it. No loss. Um, and so the inexhaustibility despite use of source uh, meaning God is infinite <laughs> creative power the Logos never stops creating likewise um, we is or self is a Logoic manifestation right? Atman is the sub-sub-Logos Conscious mind is the sub-sub-sub-logos. So, the creative spark, the spark of infinity that has free-willing creative power that is essentially outside of the octave, is inside of us. The mind-body-spirit complex, higher self, sixth density, totality complex, seventh density, the seven-dimensional self, which is essentially a seven-dimensional vehicle with consciousness. Seven-dimensional energy fields that um, experiences consciousness and identity. Um, is um, Partakes of the same boundless will and uh, enabling power, or the boundless will which may create uh, freely by um, infinite pot infinite potential. So there's will, and then that which will may act upon or will may create. <clears throat> That's love. And so uh, will is enabled by love, and the action of free will upon love gives rise to light, which is called creation, which is called creativity. And so... Mm, but one can't draw on any of that with a busy mind, <laughs> with lower chakra blockage, with uh, emotional wounding, with old stuff, with uh, distorted self-image, with imprinted pain unhealed, um, without really um, maximal um, or at least highly developed love-wisdom in balance. Because one can't draw freely on the spirit complex Right, acts a gateway to intelligent infinity, access of intelligent energy, um, without uh, clearance and development of chakras one through five, clearance of the lower three and development of the of four and five, in coordination, and then once the channel is clear from root to six, then one can make use of intelligent energy freely, and that's creative. So making use the adept, the magician. Um, 
the one who um, becomes a companion of heaven in Chinese philosophy draws upon the inexhaustible valley spirit power. Um, the doorway, who you can say, is six chakra. Um, and what comes through the doorway is intelligent energy, which is light, which is produced by the action of free will upon love, which is accessible or pro uh, allowed by the fact that a human being is a logos. A, the essence of a human being is the essence of, of the logoic principle or God. It doesn't mean you is God. It means um, the essential spark of life, L-I-F-E, that allows, that, that, that allows uh, consciousness, prior to consciousness, pre-sentient, the pre-sentient basis of our existence in the octave with energy fields and consciousness and identity. Um, that is life. And that is ultimately will, the law of free will. And that is the Tao De. That's the Tao De. So in many ways, there's Tao, <clears throat> the one infinite creator, or intelligent infinity. And then there's Tao De, which is actually the law of free will. But um, that the or greatness um, has subsumed within it or is there as it is because it includes love <laughs> because it is right because it it embodies and is the uh, is the penultimate source and expression of all that is good and true and beautiful the good and the true and the beautiful fourth ray, fifth ray, sixth ray um it, the penultimate development of fourth and fifth and sixth ray is Dauda, is in, is in is a portion is within the nature of Dauda. That's the uh, Dauda dehumidifier. So mm, the great is great because it's right. The Dove Dao embodies or is the penultimate expression and source of all that's good and true and beautiful, and that's why it's called. That's why it's it's Tao, because it includes the one may draw on that by um, making use of intelligent energy, and that is um, creative light, creating light. So that's what we do, whether we know it or not, by particularly, you know, by thought, word, and deed, particularly by word, particularly by word. Uh, moving your body around is is fun, but. Um, the great, the heart of creative activity is vibratory uh, speech, sound, vibration, complex, as Rob would say, words. In the beginning was the Logos, the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Logos is what is with the One Infinite Creator, and the Logos is really not separate from, or the Logos is the One Infinite Creator in that form. The Logos is the vibratory expression of the One Infinite Creator. Therefore, it is God, or it is the one infinite creator, or it is intelligent infinity, in the form of a focalized vibratory point of love light, whose potential is infinite, um, and therefore is full of de, Tao de. It's, it's basically the movement from Tao to Tao de. And the Tao de Ching is the classic writing on Tao and Tao de. 
and the way of being in harmony with that for the sage and the ruler. All right, all right. Um, We, I I think we, what's the time story? 40 minutes, all right. I can, uh, I can dig it. So let's look at um, chapter seven. See, I was growing up in New York City in the 70s, right? So I can dig it. Uh, Sounds good to me. Um, Tao Te Ching, Chapter 7. Here we have, again, um, well, here we have a longer, (laughs) not again, but a longer uh, chapter, which uh, whose um, somewhat lengthy um, quantity, lengthy and... uh, and a moderate quantity of characters is expressed in just a few lines by Whaley and Lao. So I'm not sure I'm going to be able to go character by character, but let's look at the two translations. Uh, Arthur Whaley, then Lao, Tao Te Ching, Chapter 7. <clears throat> Heaven is eternal, the earth everlasting. How come they to be so? How come they to be so? It is because they do not foster their own lives. That is why they live so long. Therefore, the sage puts himself in the background, but is always to the fore, meaning foreground or front, remains outside, but is always there. Is it not just because he does not strive for any personal end that all his personal ends are fulfilled? Meaning... Is it not just because he doesn't strive for any personal end that all his personal ends are fulfilled? And so, D.C. Lao, heaven and earth are enduring. The reason why heaven and earth can be enduring is that they do not give themselves life. Hence, they are able to be long-lived. Truly, true type of Taoist Taoist Tao talk. Therefore, the sage puts his person last, and it comes first, treats it as extraneous to himself, and it is preserved. Is it not because he is without thought of self that he's able to accomplish his private ends? So, this is the, um, you know, the principle of polarity, making use of the Legoic principle of polarity knowing that up leads to down and down leads to up, just like Heraclitus said that, you know, the parched moistens and the moist dries. Uh, this is, that, that making use of that polarity uh, as guidance for the sage or the person, the superior man, as the I Ching would say. Uh, we'll get to that at the end. In the beginning of this chapter... Uh, in both cases, both translations, we're seeing a discussion of heaven and earth. Heaven and earth came out, you know, are, are, is, is the polarity of the 10,000 things. So the 10,000 things came out of that mysterious valley spirit female, or Dauda. <laughs> the Dauda leads to the 10,000 things, and the 10,000 things manifest a polarity as well, the polarity being heaven and earth. It's actually a trinity, heaven, earth, and man, or man is that which lives within the polarity of the apparent environment of heaven, earth. What's heaven and earth? 
Well, you can say that, that heaven is time, space, and higher dimensions, and earth is 3D space-time. <laughs> That's a raw material interpretation. At this point, the Buddha has checked out. Gautama doesn't have much to say about heaven and earth. He'll just talk about Triloka and the three realms, the three... Basically, the three... Uh, Triloka, three loka, three realms or worlds which is divided into 31 planes in Buddhism, which is also associated with the six major states, which are the states of woe and up, meaning uh, hell realm, which is basically lower astral, which is basically 3D time-space lower, lower 3D time-space. Then hungry ghost, or preta, which is the second of the of states of woe, which is a, a lower astral kind of earthbound spirit condition. The being is not fully out of the yellow ray body, or the some as, some portion of the yellow ray body remains in time space, even though physically they're not they're not in a body. The body's decayed and dead, but the earthbound spirit or ghost um, is sort of in between <laughs> time space and space time. Uh, anyway, the third of the states of woe is animal, which is second density. And then you've got human and then deva and asura, which is basically positive and negatively oriented um, higher dimensional beings and groups. Uh, that six, six um, stage, not stage really, six level or class uh, division of beings and their their states fits into Triloka of uh, three levels uh, Kamaloka, Rupa and Arupa Loka which is the 31 planes which is the seven dimensions um, which is heaven and earth and I think the heaven portion in Taoism you know Taoists are poetic right so there's the cynic and the indic and we're looking here at the cynic S-I-N-I-C Chinese mind um, uh, designations of reality according to the way their mind works, which is quite poetic. You know, you have some very lovely Chinese poetry and brush painting, very different than the Indic mind. So the cynic is a little bit more right brain, the Indic is a little more left brain. Buddhism and Hinduism is highly classificatory, classificational, making lots and lots of divisions. You know, the, the Chinese mind is a little more peace, much more peaceful than that. So they talk about heaven and earth, while Buddhism talks about thirty-one planes, Triloka, and the six realms. So, all right. But in many ways, uh, heaven allows us to gives us guidance, and it's the inner, the time, space, the soul, the realms of spirit, from which we gain guidance and inspiration, and, and come to understanding. Uh, how come <laughs> the seven dimensions or how come the realm of creation is um, everlasting or eternal or enduring? In fact, enduring is probably better than eternal because in the Buddhist understanding, everything's impermanent. Everything in the octave, the octave is impermanent. And so light vibrates and then settles down. Uh, when it's finished, <laughs> there's no more vibration that goes away. Uh, so heaven and earth, or the three uh, triloka, or or the ten thousand things in the octave, endures. How come it endures? Uh, 
here they're saying don't don't Whaley says it doesn't they don't foster their own lives they don't give themselves life is really not a good translation it's um, they're not attached to selfish gain and this is a little kind of nudge to the sage if you want to get give if you want to preserve surrender if you hold you'll lose if you grab you'll it'll you'll slip away it'll slip away if you grab it and it will fight you if you um, hold on too tight uh, the way of you know eternal life is to give your life up to God that kind of thing the way of um, uh, what what is to my long-term welfare and benefit is to offer uh, love light to all <laughs> to have a higher purpose than material uh, accumulation and aggrandizement, of course. So the sage um, seeking to be in harmony with the universe and its own ways of harmony, the, the ontological harmony of creation and its long-lasting, long-lived, enduring condition, um, is taken as a model for the sage and then the ruler uh, and so here the sage following the example of heaven and earth which are not um, grasping or creation flows naturally you know the law of, law of karma just works whether you like it or not and is not seeking to maintain itself it's in harmony with itself. It's, it's at peace with its own natural function. The sage, seeking to emulate that here uh, from Whaley, puts himself in the background or puts his person last. Um, now that can be done in a very, uh, in a very um, uh, troublemaking way. I mean, like, Every time I go to the supermarket, I find the tomato that's the most beaten up, and I buy it because I don't want somebody else to buy it, and I want to take the worst. I always will do what I don't want. <laughs> Whatever is painful, pain, no pain, no gain. I want gain. I'll always seek the harder and the more difficult course. Some people do that, and for a while, in some ways, it's fine. It's great. The uh, Dutanga, 13 ascetic practices, as... Uh, extreme forms of self-restraint that may lead to extreme breakthroughs into freedom. Yeah, right, sure, that works. But you better be ready for it. <clears throat> and um, one can be attached to surrender and restraint and putting oneself last or putting oneself in the background. And uh, there's some problems with it. <laughs> so if you always put yourself in the background, uh, and you always put yourself last, and you always um, rigidly follow some law of um, pain equals gain, and surrender is obligatory, and maintain silence and let other people talk, and don't put myself uh, out, and always wait, and always, always this, 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 uh, of a um, non interventionist or a following posture taking always following always not intervening always putting in the background always surrendering to others always taking the most damaged 
tomato, <laughs> that's a problem too. Because you'll find in future lives you better stop that and learn how to take the other side also. But it is true, if you push yourself out, you'll get opposition. And if you take it easy, um, you, you might find things get very good. So put yourself in the background and that always goes, one always finds oneself um, in the front. You know, this is metaphorical and this is poetic, but there's a lot of truth to it. Uh, those that struggle to be on the top um, find lots of opposition uh, that wants to drag them down. You know, stretch it to the limit and it breaks. Hold to the mean and it's preserved. And it's a critical teaching in Taoism and it was associated with the historical period where you had the warlords and the local struggles as uh, all over China 2,500 years ago. If you want to keep yourself long-lived and not having your, your nose cut off and your ears lopped off, which is what happened in ancient China, they were pretty brutal, you know. They're not all sweetie Taoists walking around. Um, if you want that... Just a second. All right, I guess the sound is okay. Seems to be a lot of static here. If you, if you don't want to get your nose lopped off and your ears taken off uh, by some crazy warlord in 2,500-year-old, 2,500-year past 500 BC China, you want to keep, a, keep your head down and keep a low profile. <laughs> Likewise, you don't want to go to the king. And this was the, the, some allegorical dialogues between Lao Tzu and Tong Tzu. No, I'm sorry, Lao Tzu and Gong Tzu, Confucius and Lao Tzu. Where Gongzi, uh, Confucius is saying, you know, go to the ruler and teach him how to be virtuous and uh, be a superior a gentleman and take care of the people. And Lao Tzu or Zhuang Tzu is saying, um, do that and you'll get your nose cut off. Uh, better to be the tree that nobody, the, 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 gnarled, the gnarled nasty tree that nobody would cut down to live long. <laughs> there, there's a little of that. Meanwhile, um, there are lifetimes when one definitely needs to go to the fore and take up your armor and your sword and your shield and uh, get to work and lead. So there's a certain bias here, but historic at the historical period from which you know at which this came out 2,500 years ago, China, uh, it was very dangerous to put yourself up to the front. Um, so. But indeed, there is a principle here. If you, if you struggle to get, you'll lose. If you allow natural flow, you'll find that things um, come to you. And Ross said, for the positive entity, things come through the positively oriented entity. Um, different than the negative that seeks to acquire and hoard and hold and keep and not, not let anyone take. For the positive entity, um, the principle of flow is critical, which is uh, non-grasping, which is not fostering one's own life or not giving oneself life. It's basically, um, don't be selfish. <laughs> don't, don't fight for yourself, but, but naturally flow towards what you value in harmony with others as too, as much as uh, with others as well, if possible. The sage puts his person last, it comes first, treats it, meaning his person, this is Lao, treats it, his self, as extraneous to himself, and it is preserved. Um, don't make such a big deal out of yourself. 
think most people walk around me, 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 I, 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 this world, this thinking, my, me, feeling, me, me, me. I'm always um, th this massive self-referentiality, chronic self-referentiality. People talk about themselves in lectures, like spiritual teachers, so-called Western spiritual teachers, talk about themselves. People who have their videos, they have their, their smiling mug on the, every video. Certain spiritual teachers, so-called in the West of modern times. Every single video, they have their smiling mug in some kind of goofy or serious or you know, attractive uh, face expression. Um, like that's a, a, a significant part of why I'll listen to their video or watch it or listen to their talk. It's very silly. <clears throat> so these people uh, are massively self-referential, you know. <clears throat> in Thailand, the real monks, um, there's a tradition when they give certain sermons, they they put their they put a um, a palm fan in front of their face. <clears throat> you can't see their face; they're talking from behind the fan, and you're not even supposed to be looking at them. You're supposed to be in meditation, listening, because it ain't a personal matter, right? Heaven and earth treat man as straw dogs, which means um, personal sentiment is really. Uh, extraneous to, to um, following a life based on principle or based on harm principles of soul evolution. <clears throat> it may feel good, it may feel bad, but what's right is right. Dauda is Dauda, no matter how you feel about it. The law of karma, the law of free will. <clears throat> These things are as they are, whether you like it or not. And if you put yourself first or you're chronically self-referential, there's going to be a problem. Uh, pause. All right. Continuing after the white noise dissipation. Uh, chronic self-referentiality is a problem. <laughs> Everybody is conceited. Me too. But I realize that personal sentiment and talking about me and looking at my little face and this and that is uh, not important. <laughs> and <clears throat> if you make too much of a big deal out of yourself and your feelings... You'll get, you'll be heavily attached for a long time in the complexities and the, the unstable emotional vicissitudes going up and down and changing uh, of a personal sentiment moment to moment. It's a very troublesome, it's a very unstable and, and troubled, troubled, conflict, conflict, conflictual or conflict generating way of living. And, um, <clears throat> Heraclitus said, dry, the soul grows good. The best soul or the best mind is a dry beam of light. That doesn't uh, exclude love and feeling. Um, but, but a dry <laughs> beam of light um, or light field um, that rejects, you know, nothing or accepts. And make, I mean, you know, sometimes rough action is needed, but it, there's an acceptance of what is. Um, my feeling regarding it and uh, my understanding, a, a clear understanding of what it is, is welcome. <clears throat> um, but that that is not possible when people are super attached to sentiment. And so, um, don't fall into a cult of personality. <laughs> but the real sage... Um, puts um, 
an understanding of principle and Tao and Tao De first and a life lived in accord with those principles of harmony and the natural cycles of alternating polarity uh, for the benefit of self and other and is not super attached to the vicissitudes of sentiment coming and going in, in the I, me, my perspective. And the final comment on that is, isn't it, he's asking the reader, well, don't you think it's because this sage is not selfish, doesn't put their self ahead of everything else, puts the universal ahead of the personal, isn't striving in a, um, in a control-based, unnatural, disharmonious way for personal ends, not, you know, without thought of self, or without attachment to self-centeredness, or isn't um, disharmoniously striving for personal ends. I mean, wash your face. Is that striving for a personal end? No, it doesn't seem to be much striving, but it is taking care of oneself and comes out of a thought of self. So some thought of self <laughs> is very much in harmony with the Tao or Tao De <clears throat> because uh, it's called maintenance of well-being to continue the incarnation. Uh, so some of the language here or the translation is a little off, but that's what you get with the cynic mind, Chinese mind. It's a little a little loose, and that's why you have Chinese Buddhism and Mahayana went, went to town on bodhisattvas, male and female, for this, that, and the other thing. <clears throat> that is a very... Uh, that is a real syncretism that, that is not original Buddhism um, the pantheon of male female deity bodhisattvas that is not what Buddhism, early Buddhism is all about or Gautama's message that's the cynic mind <clears throat> Chinese Mahayana Buddhism uh, and that's why some of this seems to be a little too loose for me and my Indic mind but um, Chinese um, Chinese painting is extraordinary so and so they have it has its great value but the point is if you're stuck on self you won't live in the universal if you put yourself first all the time um, you're going to have opposition um, because mm, super attachment to putting oneself first <clears throat> naturally creates the conditions by uh, out of which self will be put last you know you you give your give your life to god and live forever put yourself first and lose it all the first shall be last and the last shall be first the first shall be last because there's always alternation of the polarities there's always cyclic alternation of polarity <clears throat> so if you if you want more 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 you're going to get knocked down again and again Meanwhile, there's certain things that are worth fighting for. That's true, too. And um, putting yourself last chronically and taking the most rotten tomato in the, in the bin is an attachment and a problem, too. <laughs> ah. So, but the principle is um, much gain can come from great surrender. Much um, benefit will come by not putting self first whatever that means, in a, in a balanced love-wisdom way. And that's important. <laughs> so anyway, you can make sense of it yourself. 
Um, I hope that was useful. Next time we'll pick it up with chapter 8 and um, go further. Uh, I hope this has been helpful. Thank you for being here. Take good care of yourselves and good night.